going on, ladies and gents? This is Dorian. And this is Miss MVP. How are you doing today? <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Combos in the Park podcast, season two. For our first time listeners, we greatly appreciate y'all stopping in mm-hmm. and checking out, checking mm-hmm. us out. And we hope we have some things to say that'll keep you returning to us. And for the day ones and everyone in between, hey, we greatly appreciate y'all too. Hey. And, and as always, uh, you can find us at Combos in the Park at on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. No, not Twitter. Twitter is Combos in the Park. Same thing. Up. Same thing. <laughs> and as um, you can always reach us at parkbench at ComboesInThePark.com as well. Uh, we listen to smoke signals too. <laughs> Carry your pigeons. That's my shit. Miss MVP, how are you today? I'm okay. I, I, I took my son to the barbershop today and I kind of got scolded. And um, he told me, he's like, you are not black. You you might as well just wait outside. <laughs> scolded because you're not black? Yeah. Okay. Details. They are watching BET. And... <laughs> I don't. And, <laughs> and life was on. And I was like, yeah, know what? I could have kept it to myself, but, you know, I like Chubb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have not watched this movie from start to finish. He was like, what? Yes. He was like, man, you ain't black. Just wait outside. Oh, we already <laughs> talked about that. We did. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was, it was a sore spot. But I did find it. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to watch it. I have it on my list to watch it. Screw you, Chubb. I'm going to watch it. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I am. I didn't say I was going to watch it all at the same time. <laughs> I just said, I'm going to watch it. I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to have my notes before I go back to the barbershop. How about that? <laughs> In two weeks. But I have been binge watching here and there. Uh-huh. Um, Insecure. And... Uh-oh. I I don't have anything negative to say currently. Okay. The first season, the first several episodes I did, they used the word nigga like every 12th word. I just can't get down like that. Right. And that's just my preference. Yeah. Okay? Cool. At one point in time in our life, we've all used it. Yeah. And there's some people who've never used it. Yeah. And I commend those. Nobody white in the show has said it. No. But, you know, that's just me. Um, moving along. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I'm the same see, way with it, too. I just don't see what the hype was about. Issa is good. They were, it's funny. Some parts are funny. Kelly is funny. Molly is funny. Yvonne Orgy is an idiot herself. So she's funny. Issa is funny, too. But I just don't... I don't know. I gotta go back and watch the Awkward Black Girl series to kind of, you know, catch up on some things. Yeah, but even, like, for me, when Insecure came out, I think, and again, I could be wrong, I'm not the most uh, uh, versed in um, Insecure, you know, fam and all that, but I think when it originally came out, I think it was in a period where you didn't see a lot of those kind of, well, Black women in shows like that, for real, like... It came out right after, I guess, Girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, not well, like even right after Girlfriends. But not right after, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, and that period, I mean, we had, you know... It came out in 16, I think. Yeah, I think so. And then, because, I mean, you had, you know, back in the 90s, we had Living Single, you know, things like that. Then Girlfriends came along in the 2000s, was kind of covered everything. And then once they went off the air, it was like, you didn't have that kind of vibe as far as black women, you know, mm-hmm. shows, you know, living their lives, even as messed up as some of them can be. But you never really saw that kind of representation mm-hmm. on TV, let alone film. Because if, if you saw it so much in films, it was like waiting to exhale or you saw it as a back as a like a, a, a B plot to like something like Brothers or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of this popularity came from because it, it, it filled that void. Look, I... I got talked about several times today. <laughs> I just don't... I don't see... I guess I don't catch on to the hype or the trends 
like when Bridgerton came out. The first 16 minutes of, I don't know, I was talking to my niece's husband. He's like, I don't know, I don't get it. I was like, hell, I don't get it either. And I ended up watching it was like, it's what y'all cooing it on <laughs> over. Like, damn, like, I don't know, maybe I've been exposed to a lot more in life than others. Yeah. And I'm fortunate enough to not allow those things to, I guess, tickle my fancy, maybe. Yeah, I guess, in so many words. Fuck it. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's it. That's usually how it is, because even with me, like, as I've, I won't say as diverse, I mean, everyone has a particular genre that they like. Like, for me, if I'm watching something, I'd rather be something comic or comedy, um, sci-fi. Um, anime. And, yes, anime, of course. <laughs> um, you know, I don't I don't mind um, uh, what you call it, uh, an underdog story. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't mind those kind of movies, but yeah, it's like. Now, don't get me wrong. Insecure is well written. Yes, it is. It's well written. And I, as a writer, you know, I watch and I look for certain You got things. a different aspect that you look at I it do. From. Yeah. I, I have a, a different eye, a different angle. Like I was watching um, Colin in Black and White with my son. Mm-hmm. I can look at things from, I'm like, okay, now I see what Ava was saying in her interviews on certain things and how Colin may have looked because my son, he's not 50-50 biracial. He's, he's, he's a mutt. He comes from a mutt. I'm a mutt. He's a mutt. Well, if he was born in America, we're all mutts. No, we all, yeah, we were mutts, but... <laughs> That ancestry DNA came back and motherfucking mutt seventy five percent. That's what it said. Um, but I wanted him to watch it because he got teased a lot because a lot of the kids didn't think that he was black, mm-hmm. a black enough, so to speak. Yeah. And by him going to um, the elementary school that he went to, it was very diverse versus hell. Right. You got Muslims, you got Indians, you got Vietnamese, you have kids who have English as their second language. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, then you have the (laughs) quote-unquote, the traditional way that Black people look, and he doesn't fit that category. Right. I got teased a lot. What? I don't fly that much now because TSA fuck with me. (laughs) I'd rather drive. Mm-hmm. I, I'm serious. Oh. I'm serious. It's no way that I should have that many random searches. There's no way. I haven't flown since the pandemic, but every single time. Went to the bathroom after I got off the plane, didn't go get my bag for security guards at the um, Atlanta airport. Wow. Around my bag. One duffel bag. One zebra stripe trimmed in pink duffel bag. <laughs> it's not a fucking bomb. <laughs> Shit, you laughing. I should not have that many random searches. Yeah. I can see how an experience like that would, yeah, deter you away from that. I mean, my hair wasn't wrapped. You know, I, I used to rock my hair wrapped. People fuck with me then. I don't wear a wrap no more. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <clears throat> However, I digress. We watched that. Because I wanted him to see through other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I say, Insecure is well written. I especially love the episode that, um, and we're getting off topic, but <laughs> I, 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 well, kind of, not really, um, love the episode that um, Regina King directed. It was like, it was not necessarily raw, but she captured every facial expression. I actually watched that episode twice. So I need to go back and see who were the writers on that mm-hmm. to compare it to the other ones that I've seen. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So today we're going to talk about toxic femininity. There's some toxic shit going on in Insecure, but we're not talking about Insecure. Right. right? There's some toxic shit, especially in the workplace. Some racist, toxic shit, but you know. Yeah, definitely. What's your take on the toxic femininity? 
We talked off camera. I don't think it's toxic. I just think, you know. Well, I mean, when we talked about it off off uh, off air, it was, you know, it does seem like a bit of a double standard to me. But the don't main try thing, to steal my word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the main thing that I I do want to talk about and and kind of open up and make that um as you would say make ourselves comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Um. So, you know, we have a lot of things, especially in social media now, and it's crazy how this zeitgeist has changed, but... Zeitgeist? Big word. <laughs> but, no, um, you know, we have this thing now where, especially, like, women will, you know, they'll over-sexualize themselves on IG to get likes, you know, to get all the comments, to quote-unquote, you know, get these... um the follows influencer yes. deals and all that to do fashion over and all that oh yeah this brand ambassadors yeah brand ambassadors and all that shit but you know we got women that are over sexualize themselves and of course other women would be like you know do your thing since you a bad bitch mm. but the second that a dude starts saying oh you look good and that's and then of course when she comes across a guy mm-hmm. that is only looking at her for sex Mm-hmm. Then she's wondering, like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, it's the way that you kind of present yourself. Or mm-hmm. you get the women that'll say, I want a man to take care of me. I want a man to treat me as if I'm his wife. But you won't treat that man like he's your husband. You want the man to provide for you. You want the man to support you. You want the man to be there for you financially, emotionally, spiritually, all that. As if, you know, a husband and wife would be. But then again, you'll go around and say, I don't need that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Situations like that is what gets under my skin. Because at the, at the end of the day, you're, from, you're putting yourself out there like that. And you're expecting all this stuff. But you want to be able to hold on to everything that you want for the single, mm-hmm. but you want that man to be out there and do everything that you want for him, but yeah, you can be your own person. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I think that also, too, comes from women who don't have a lot going on for themselves, who only have A, their body, or sex to offer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is not the wrong with that. Hell, sex workers is the oldest profession mm-hmm. in the world. That's Next true. to bartending. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Get it how you live, whether you a male whore or a female whore. I'm sorry, sex worker. Because <laughs> whores are different. <laughs> whores are different. But, I mean, like slut shaming. Why should I feel bad for wearing what I wear? Because it makes you feel a certain way. Right. You see what I'm saying? I get it being appropriate in, in certain situations. You have to be. But it's like... You can go to the beach without a shirt on. Right. It's a problem with the chick next to me breastfeeding. What's the issue? Society image perception. But what's the issue? There is, to me, there is no issue. I mean, it's a natural bodily thing. Hell, I think that bitch saving money. Go off. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You go, you mean you you're serving two purposes. You keeping your body as a working machine and you're feeding your baby. Yeah. It's natural. Just like sex workers. It's natural to them. You know what I'm saying? So I think the women who depend on men to finance everything for them. Case in point. <laughs> a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I were sitting there talking about an associate that she knows that she said, I went out of town and I, I enjoyed myself, but the other three or four females that she was with couldn't because they were too busy taking pictures and sending it to guys so the guys can fund their trip. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, get your own shit. If you can't afford it, just say you can't afford it. I missed out on a lot of trips when I was younger because I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be ashamed to say no, your real friends gonna understand. And if you want to be able to associate yourself with those men who have better finances or are willing to give money for you, 
then draw the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit getting muddy. I need to know my boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, are we... Are we transactionists? Like, you doing things for me? Transactionships. <laughs> Transactionships. <laughs> Reference that podcast. Um, we'll, we'll put it on the uh, YouTube page. We'll tag it in. Um, like, this transaction, is it going to be sexual or is it just going to be the girlfriend experience or the boyfriend experience in that matter? So which one is it going to be? Right. Now, as far as being toxic, um, I think that when we're talking a toxic female, whether it's black or white, but more so black females, when they're toxic in the workplace, I think that is something. Not necessarily just everyday Jane or Tamika and Jamika. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think it's more so in the workplace when it comes into the toxic um, feminine, 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 I can't even say Being toxic. Toxic feminism. There we go. Yes. Um, I think that's a problem Mm -hmm. because most black women think that they have to be anger be angered to be get angry, things yeah. uh, no be angered Ang- okay. to get things done or to be able to succeed but if you just say please at the end of it more than likely somebody's gonna do it just more than likely more likely yeah and it doesn't always have to be like the word no doesn't mean forever it just means like not right now at that moment yeah you know what I'm saying so it's a lot of shit that can transpire from transpire from the toxic femininity or the toxic female in the workplace. Now, um, the toxic masculinity in the workplace, that's something different. Yeah, that's a totally, I ain't got time for that one. That's a totally different one. But yeah, I mean, I agree with your point that, you know, it's, it's usually um, women, like you said, black women that have to feel like they have to overexert themselves to, you know, to kind of, quote, unquote, prove their worth. Yes. In the workplace. And, I mean, that's the standard that's being set. But, you know, you don't have to have that angry attitude, like you said, to try to get past it. Definitely. Or to try to work through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as most men, you know, or most black people in general, you know, we we know how to code switch. I mean that's the, I mean that's kind I of the, switch every day. <laughs> that's kind of the same thing, you know, when it comes to that that we, you know, that we have to do, mm-hmm. and it should not be harder for women to try to get that point across, just to kind of downplay everyone else, mm-hmm. just to do that, and even and not just in the workplace, but in relationships as well, because you got a lot of women that whether it be through trauma or they've been damaged before. They felt like, okay, they got played by these, you know, they got played by dope boys or whoever else. They got played by the pretty boys. So now it's like, oh, fuck all men. So now you got a decent man or a man that's not fitting that role of a bad boy. Mm -hmm. Now you want to downplay him or try to emasculate him. Yeah. Because in your eyes, from the experiences that you had, you felt like you, you know, this is how a man should be. But once you come across a man that's really playing the role of a man, fulfilling that, you know, fulfilling that part, mm-hmm. now he's lame because he's not doing all the stuff that he's been, you know, that, that you've been through before or you thought that was exciting. <laughs> now, I'm going to, I'm going to speak up on that one. Okay. It's a difference from being lame and not fun because not fun at all and you just total fucking boring and don't have nothing else going on but that female, that's draining because at that point, you're putting a lot on her. Okay. Because you have to think about it. If she got her friends, she got her job. Mm -hmm. Or hell, if he got his friends and he got his job and you don't have anything but that relationship going on to look forward to, that's draining on that other person because too much of each other is a lot. Yeah, but some, but I get that, but you got people that, whatever, they've been through so much, like, that's all they know. Yeah, I get it, but motherfucker, I need to breathe. <laughs> Shit, excuse my French. 
I need to breathe. You got to have something else going on besides your, your relationship, whether you go to the barbershop or you just go to the mall or hell, just just go walking in the park by yourself. You got to have something else. Yeah, you got to have those breaks, you. yeah. You just can't. Just me all day, I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I put myself in time out sometimes. <laughs> Shit, like, bitch, go sit down somewhere. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. Oh, hell no. But even, and then, even when it comes to the toxic feminism, like, one of the other things I hate the most is you could have a woman that, you know, may have multiple, you know, um, baby daddies or, you know, people like that. Mm-hmm. But let a man have two to three different baby mamas. Be a hoe. Okay, he could be a hoe, but... Hold on, let's take that back. He can have multiple mothers for his children. children. Yeah. If they're not five and six months apart. Okay. If they're two to three years Years apart, apart. he was in a relationship with them or whatever. Yeah. I'll say three to four years. Okay, yeah. We'll use that example. That's fine. But if all your babies six months apart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get that. But no, I'm saying like, because even when those men, you know, they try to find someone else, the second that they hear or second that a woman hears, well, I got two different, you know, two different baby mamas. You know, I may have so many kids. I got two different baby mamas. Most of them are already cutting them off because like, I, I don't want to deal with that drama. But let a woman have so many different baby daddies, they're expecting a man to be okay with it. And that's, again, it may be quote unquote the double standard or whatever, but I still, to me, I think that is bullshit because just like the woman may have a situation <laughs> that drove the, that, that's the reason why she got so many baby mamas, the same thing could have happened with. The man, the man could have had a, a problems, an uh, ancient mama, you know, Guess or somebody what? laid up with. At the Board of Health mm-hmm. or the Health Department or the County Medical Office, condoms are free. <laughs> so y'all, y'all motherfuckers can suck it through a Burger King straw. It's, y'all had a choice. Don't talk about her ass now. Don't talk about him now because... You didn't wear your condom. <laughs> Speaking of condoms, Uh-oh. they don't use condoms a lot in Insecure, and I know they fake flaking, but still, <laughs> one of the characters called Chlamydia, and as the doctor was holding, handing him the medicine, she said, wear protection. <laughs> and I, it dawned on me, I was like, they didn't, because I could count three times where they were just kissing right there on the sofa or the Ferris wheel. Nobody pulled out a condom. Well. Fuck that. You may go down the route of safe sex. Hell yeah. I'm a germaphobe. (laughs) Fuck you. I want you kissing me if you sneeze too many times. There are a lot of people that don't believe in condoms and don't believe in masks. (laughs) (laughs) sorry if I sound far away it's it's one (laughs) o'clock but you know they seems like it's the most common thing where most people do not believe in condoms anymore they you know they they make them real thin they make them real thin and it's okay with going raw okay if you got someone that you're even not yeah even if it's just somebody who you fucking Mm-hmm. As long as y'all understand that we're fucking, if you venture off, let me know. Right. I'm okay with that. We can use condoms. You know what I'm saying? We go get tested. Bada bing, bada boom. It should not be a problem. If we having a um a friends with benefits type situation, okay, cool. No problem. You wanna do you, do you. If I want to do me, do me. But when we get back together and we understand that we might have had some sketchy shit going on, <laughs> just pull the condom out and the other person ought to be like, all right, appreciate it. Because you're not only looking out for them, you're looking out for yourself. True. So you can know, okay, if I got something, this is the only motherfucker that I need to call versus him having to call six or seven other people. You don't know what the hell he or she doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. He or she may be doing he and she. <laughs> not gonna touch on that one. 
Hey, I don't, <laughs> I don't knock it. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. Or tickle your pickle. <laughs> Shit. Rubber dickies for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Like, even for me, as someone... Who I won't say I'm on the market, but single. But, like, just... What? <laughs> <laughs> He's single, but not mingling. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, you were single and not mingling. Okay. Yeah. Translation. <laughs> I'm trying. But, you know, someone that's single and... Just single. Just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> just trying to... I won't even say get back out there, but, like, you have interactions with other people just to kind of see what's going on. Just... And again, just having conversations with other people and, and fellow black men is like, we get tired of the point where this, well, I will say the good men get tired of getting bundled in with all the ain't shit niggas mm-hmm. or ain't shit men to avoid using the N word. But, you know, we get tired of getting bundled to that because it doesn't set us up for anything because the first thing we may say, oh, we know, we. I may introduce myself to another female and be like, you know, hey, how you doing? My name's Dorian, you know, I've seen you from far away. I would really like to get to know you better. Boo. <laughs> you know, and the first thing they'll be like, get the fuck away from me, you know what I'm saying? So, or, or just because I'm Where not. Where do you go to pick these women up? I don't pick up anyone. Oh, okay. I've, ne- I've, I've never been the type to try to go pick up a woman, so to say. Oh. That's just me. That's Aww. just me. All my relationships have been from just natural conversation with people. I've never tried to pick up. Or, or, or as you say, try to put a line, you know, drop a line on someone. So that's just me. I've never been that type, at, even at 40 years old. But suffice to say, I don't like getting put into that <laughs> pocket of uh, being an shit man. Uh, even even knowing my past and some of the stuff I've done, I know I haven't been the whole complete stand-up guy. But I've made my changes and I move on. Hmm. Uh, Alright, moving on. <laughs> 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 moving on. We, um, yeah. I have a lot to say about certain things, but, you know, I know when to keep quiet. I ain't gonna talk on it. Why not? Um, I'm just... <sighs> Relationships, when it comes to, like, for instance, being a... a strong-minded or strong-headed, level-headed, whatever you want to call it, female. Mm-hmm. It's a lot for a guy to take on. Most of my female friends and associates are like that. When it's when they say birds of a feather flock together, uh-huh. that shit is true with us. We can go on a vacation together and be separate. That is the funniest thing ever. We can go on a vacation together. And each of y'all doing your separate things. We're doing our separate things. <laughs> We're doing things together. Like if, like you say, we go to a comedy show or something. Mm-hmm. Or going to a concert. We say, okay, we're going to meet up. Just say 4 o'clock. We're going to go have drinks, dinner, and then we're going to go to the show. Before 4 o'clock, we might not know where the hell each other at. Somebody is asleep. Somebody going to Walmart. Somebody's at Macy's. <laughs> like, where y'all at? You know what I'm saying? We got about two of us think around the same line. Like, okay, we're going to get this, 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 this. We're going to gather. Either we're going to be in an Airbnb or we're going to be in a room where all of us are kind of clustered together. Most of the time, we have separate rooms. (laughs) (laughs) So what what is it? But we're together. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like when you have a strong-minded, independent Female, okay, it's hard for men to accept that because they think that you're being standoffish. 
But in actuality, you're just used to doing the shit by yourself. Yeah. You're just used to being by yourself. And that takes a lot. That takes a very strong person to be by themselves and do things by themselves. Yeah. I am planning a trip by myself for next year. And I've been told that I am going to have company by one of my friends. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm coming too. I was like, but it's my trip by myself. She's like, yeah, I know, but we can go together separately. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, okay, I guess you're right. So she's like, no, you're not going by yourself. No, but I want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it takes, I'm going to fuck with TSA again. Okay, so I'm not driving, I'm not driving LA by myself. <laughs> but it takes a lot. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys think that just because you're able to a, have things going on or B, do things without them that you don't want to fuck with them. I'd rather you tell me, hey, look, up front, like me, I'm not a big texter. I I got, I do a lot of shit with my hands. If I'm in the middle of writing, I might look at that phone and forget because I got 300 people that are living in my head. I got 700 things that I'm trying to do at a time. You see what I'm saying? That's a lot of people that live That's in a lot of space. people. I can name about 12 of them offhand. Oh, but, <laughs> but I don't, if I, if you text me, I'd be like, I need to be at a time block. And I'm not saying that every minute of my life is scheduled. Hell no. I got shit scattered everywhere around the house. My bedroom look like a fucking tornado ran through that bitch half the time. But I get things done. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, if you text me, I'm like, okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. And I conversation over with by the time I close that phone and I sit it down and I got and I'm doing something else. If you don't call me and I can put that bitch on speaker and still talk and type, it ain't gonna get done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if most men think that just because you don't have time to sit there and text, people have these full blown fucking text message relationships. How? Maybe I'm old school. Fuck all y'all <laughs> and your hashtags. It's a pound sign, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Is that too much? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, um, yeah, that that's a little source of for me too. I had to, had to get my son together. Mama, do you even know what a pound sign is? <laughs> I knew where the phone was before you. Oh, anyway, churn. Anyway, most men think that you gotta live and breathe and think them. Just let me know what's going on. A and I say all this to go back to what I said. Let me know what my boundaries are. Right. If you seeing someone or you want to see multiple people, let me know so I know how to govern myself accordingly. Do not choose. For me to be the side piece. Do not choose for you to be my side piece if I don't know that. Okay? Yeah. Do not choose for me to think that I'm the only person who you're having sex with if you're not. I'm fucking okay if you're fucking someone else. As long as we're not in a relationship. Okay? And if we are in a relationship and the relationship is open, then we still need to communicate. Yeah. Okay? So, thirdly, Excuse me. If you have a problem with me being independent, say that in the beginning. If you have an issue with an independent female, an independent female who don't need you to function daily, then say that. And I'm going to say this too. Uh oh. Nothing about you, though. You good. <laughs> you good. You good. Because I like it. Okay. <laughs> she likes me. No, not that. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, what, what I'm about to say. Okay. So, to all of you men, boys, guys, opposite sex, who are trying to get to know a female, I'm going to say this for my women because they don't, we talk about y'all, babe. Don't send no motherfucking good morning text every day. Okay? That's not cute. At all. 
if you're trying to get to know a female and y'all talk all night long and y'all go on a date, good morning once a week might be good. Matter of fact, don't text her before 10 o'clock. If y'all done had sex, maybe. <laughs> Depending on how good you were. But if you text her good morning every freaking day, you ain't shit, nigga. That's just good. That's just what we go. This is just what we gonna say. And that's just what we gonna leave it. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just saying. I'm gonna say that for my ladies. Now, no, like, that's interesting. Like, just because a man decides to just text you, like, even if a man is busy and he just takes two to five seconds out of his day, take him on and have, we have a good day. If he decides to make the, his routine, what's so bad about that? Even, even, if, you, even can... if you may think he ain't. I ain't uh-huh. shit Fuck that because these cell phones have the capability of call a scheduled text message. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you and your routine. I know it's a scheduled text message because I get an annual text message from Candace every year. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's at 1202 every goddamn year. And I'll be like, thank you for my scheduled birthday text message. She's like, you know it, boo. And boom, you can schedule text messages two to three years out. You can have a whole list of bitches who you say that same morning text to on a schedule like clockwork. You can have that bitch at 7 o'clock in the morning, 701, 702, 703, 659, whatever you want to. Random times of the day. Hey, how you doing? Which is nothing wrong with that. Just let me know I'm on your roster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't shit niggas texting good, good morning, beautiful. And I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this and I'm, and I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing else about it because I'm giving you too much of the playbook. <laughs> <clears throat> we, we, <laughs> me and my friends have a running joke. Me and, well, one of my friends have a running joke. Every time we get a good morning text from a guy, we'll screenshot it and send it to the other one. And she'd be like, I got my first. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so last year we were doing it. Mm-hmm. Every time we'll get a good morning text or a good morning beautiful, I'll text her and say, Good morning, beautiful. I'll just, a matter of fact, I'll just copy and forward that same text message to her. And she's like, Bitch, you ain't shit. <laughs> like, I know it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and that ain't the wine talking. Okay. I hear you. I'm just saying. It is what it is. So it ain't. Yeah. Ain't shit ass text messages. <laughs> ass Negroes. Do you schedule text messages? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, I don't do believe not. it no more. No, I don't. When I text somebody, it's usually I don't find a spot in my day to just say hi. Toilet text. Urinal text. <laughs> no, not a urinal text. Hell no. <laughs> a toilet text, possibly, oh, depending on the st- depending. Oh my goodness. I gotta have my sabbaticals. Oh my goodness. I'm just saying. But no, um, now normally if I text someone, it's usually I don't find a pocket in my day where I'm not busy, and I just say something. Like I say, when I usually text somebody, I'm not expecting a quick response. Because you sure ain't gonna get one with me. <laughs> well, I know that with you. I, that's why I, if I say something, I leave it. If I hear from you, if I hear, if I actually hear you call me, then I know it's something else. But if you just text yeah. me, then I know, you know, everything's all right. I'm horrible with text messages. I'm not gonna lie. And I understand that with you. That's why I say if I do, me- if I do text you, it's just something quick. It's not, yeah. you know. I'm just talking about like on the relationship side. Please, yeah. I do not sit there and wait for no text messages. I got other shit to be doing. Yeah, and then like I said, for me, if I'm texting somebody's, I don't found a pocket just to say something. Uh, now, if I ain't got no pocket, <laughs> <laughs> and I leave it at that. Like I said, I don't, I don't really. I didn't know you could really schedule text messages until wow. last year. No, for real. Well, that, the first time I was able to schedule a text message it was years ago. I don't remember what phone that I had, 
And then when I got my new phone a couple of years ago, about four, how old is my baby? Probably about three, four years ago. Um, I got it and I was going through it. I was like, oh my God, I can't schedule text messages no more. She was like, no, not on this one because it was a Motorola. I don't know what the new Motorola is. She's like, no, not on this one. You can't. And I was like, God damn, I actually got to text people now. <laughs> I mean, because you had delay send. Like if I was to send something, I was like, well, maybe that was mean and I'll just go ahead and delete it. I had my text messages set to delay send like 90 seconds. Just in case I was mad while I was texting it and I don't have to go back and say, you know what, never mind. Disregard that. I guess I may be sounding old because your eyes didn't know you could even do that. Yeah, I don't know what brand of phone it was. The delay scene. That's the first. Like like I said, scheduled text messages, I didn't know that till last year. Someone was like, yeah, I scheduled text messages. I was like, what? It's like, how do you do that? And then they showed me. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's still a function I don't use. You should use it. It's quite interesting. But yeah, you good morning, beautiful, ain't she ass nigga? <laughs> <laughs> good morning, beautiful. It's just, ugh. It just make you sick to your stomach. Some witch hazel because my blood itching. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Lord. I ain't lying. I know. But I'm not toxic. (laughs) Intoxicated and toxic. It's two different things. (laughs) (laughs) The verb's not out on the toxic. I'm not toxic. Nuclear waste and toxic. And intoxicated. Two different, three different things. I hear you. I might have been toxic in the past. Maybe a bully in the past. But that's my daddy's fault. I can't see that. Shit. Your father wasn't a bully. Shit. No, he wasn't a bully, but he created one. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go with that one. Okay. So what you got on the table there, Miss MVP? Wine. Besides wine. Ginger candy. (laughs) I like ginger candy. And that's horrible. It's spicy. I love it. It's good. They say you are only supposed to eat one a day, like five grams a day. Mm-hmm. I think I eat five a day. <laughs> Does it have any adverse side effects? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. No, ginger is supposed to be um, really good with um, inflammation. Mm-hmm. And because I have um, I have um, mixed connective tissue disease which mimics lupus but luckily I do not have full blown lupus Mm -hmm. like I still have flares and I still have issues and stuff like that but I don't have the markings in my DNA for lupus but I have bad inflammation from time to time and actually I don't remember when that was but that one day that I just could not move when I was on the couch a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. that's when I went to the doctor and I found out. Um, like, it was very debilitating. Like, I could walk and almost feel like my bones were grinding. Mm-hmm. So, um, long story short, I eat these. And I will say that I have not had a extremely bad flare since... Maybe two and a half years. Okay. I've had a, a a flare. You know what I'm saying? But I haven't had a bad flare. Like, I don't have skin lesions and stuff like that. But I, I do have irritation and small flares where I can feel them coming. And I try to correct it. Mm-hmm. So, unless I tell you, you wouldn't know that I'm going through one. Which I think is really good. Is underway. Yeah. But Jim Jims um, is what I eat. Ginger candy. They're really good. If y'all want to try them. Try them if you don't want to try them. Let me give card. I'll try them for you. <laughs> 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 I 
I'm trying to fight. They real spicy. My baby don't like them. I don't blame her. You like Jim Jim's beer? Yeah. <laughs> Tell everybody, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Big baby. Jim Jim's a nasty. You can go away now. Jim Jim's a very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her, Bria. <laughs> <laughs> All right, be quiet. Yes, we have a small visitor, co-host. That's not a co-host. Anywho, but yeah, that's what I got on the table. Um, wine. And oh, I don't know. Did we talk about it? No, we didn't. Okay. So Ed Sheeran has his new album out. First he had Add, then he had Multiply. Okay. Then Divide was his last one. Okay. When he got married, and then now he has Equal. He has two songs on that that I tell you, Bad Habits. Like, yes. And I listen to his Tiny Desk. And it was like back to back to back. It was like, oh my God, oh my God. 15 minutes and I cried twice. I'm soft. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Gangsters cry. Okay. <laughs> Tupac said the best. Um, but yes, it it it's uh it's a very good song. And I have always been a fan of NPR, but when they started their Tiny Dead series, it was just it just elevated it. Right. He also has a song on there that's called Visiting Hours. Visiting hours should not be listened to if you just lost someone. Um, it's a very touching song, and I listened to that, and it of course reminded me of my dad. But mm-hmm. when I listen to it, it's not so much of a somber song. It's more of a Like, you know, you're part of my daily routine or my weekly, monthly routine. Like, visiting hours, I just want to see you. You know, I just want to share things with you. I just want to talk to you for a split second. And it wasn't overly emotional, but it made me, of course, appreciate humanity a little bit more, okay? And it's, it makes you, yes, we all go through it. At some point in our life, we all go through it. Some more than others. However, it made me realize that all humans aren't that bad. Humans suck, but not all humans are that bad. No. And that usually goes with the thing where I say individuals are okay. Yeah. People suck. Yeah. Because you get that. Are people and humans the same? (laughs) I say, well, the reason I say that because once you get multiple individuals around, then Uh you start to get that hive mentality and then Uh the the bigger, bolder voices are Uh usually heard the most and they may be the ones to uh, influence uh-huh. those are weaker minds so then you got those weaker minded people that come around and just because they don't want to feel like they're the outcast or anything else or they may mm-hmm. feel like they're you know being picked on so they'll go with that so that's why I say yeah individuals are cool people are stupid yeah but it was it was that is my <laughs> I kind of have a song every month that I I love. Mm -hmm. And that right now is my song that I love. And even though his album just came out, I hadn't quite listened to all of the songs. Like, at midnight, Mm -hmm. YouTube is going to blow up for the simple fact that Silk Sonic drops. Oh, yeah. On November the 12th. I have an alert. <laughs> I have an alarm because I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not on title. Um, 
but they hadn't, or I haven't read anywhere where it's going to be. Like an exclusive or something? Yes. Okay. So I have, you know, an alarm to go off for um, 2 a.m., which is going to be midnight on the West Coast. So I have that alarm set for that to wake me up briefly, um, even though I have a, you know, a real hard time going waking up and staying asleep <laughs> and all the other stuff. I'm going to get up because I want to hear it. And I'll probably listen to it tomorrow all day at work while I dissect it and stuff like that. So that's my, right now, that's my, The Visiting Hours is my song to, um, my song of choice this month. Okay. Why being a toxic ass being. <laughs> I'm not toxic at all. I ain't got time for this shit. But what do you think of, because uh, I know. On I don't this po- think. I on just this- do. On this podcast, we done brought Silk Sonic Sonic multiple times. We, you know, we have showed our feelings about Skate. We loved, uh, I can't even think of the name of the song right now. Leave the door open. Leave the door open. Ooh, my baby love that song. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, that song, B? Okay. (laughs) What'd you think of uh, Smoking Out the Window? Um, I haven't listened to it yet. I have refrained from listening to it because I want to listen to the whole album. Gotcha. That's the third single that yep. they've released on that album. Yeah. It's only nine songs on the album. So True. I refuse so to yeah, listen to it. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to listen to it. I'm like, no, it's not giving me anything to look forward to. So anytime anybody is playing it or trying to play it around me, and I'm like, no. YouTube, I got everything. Like, no, I'm not interested in anything. Not gotcha. interested. So, do you think that the, uh, I guess you could say, the concept of the album, you know, having that whole seventies kind of vibe, you think that'll play out within nine songs? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <clears throat> okay. If they don't have the vibe of. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Of course, they're going to have the vibe of Boosie Collins. Yeah, because he's yeah, he's a big part of the album. He is a very part. He named them and all that good stuff. So, if they don't have, like, um, the Cool in the Gang slash Earth, Wind, and Fire slash Isley Brothers and their own unique sound, in my opinion, it won't be It'll be like Tiana Taylor's debut album on good music. Like, is this the shit? Keep that same energy and the album. Yeah. Like, where's the album? Like, where the fucking, where the (laughs) other three songs? Where the other 10 songs? You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, we don't know when they first started. You know what I'm saying? They could have started six weeks before they first released because it doesn't take long. No. You know what I'm saying? They could have started six months ago. We don't know. So if they hadn't put out or if they hadn't written or produced several pieces of music, Uh we really don't know. Like, I don't know if this was just an experiment or if they think this is an experiment and they're putting it all together and they just want to put it out there to give us a taste to give us some more. I don't know. I'm excited about it. That's why I didn't want to listen to this song. So I'm like, okay, I like the first one. I love the second one because that's my era. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, boom. The third one, I'm like, no, I'm not listening to you. Not finna keep teasing me. (laughs) Give me the fucking album or shut up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like it's almost like when when you like me. I'm I like southern rap. So it's almost like waiting for their album and the expectations was like waiting for for me the anticipation to hear Pimp C when he first got out of jail. Right. Like, come on with it. I need to hear it. What you got? Like, he talked all this shit on the phone. Bond recorded it. We hear the recordings. 
He's like, yeah, sweet child's coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. I need to hear it. And he, he put it out. But that's just me. This is how I'm looking at it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm waiting. I got you. Two out of the nine, all right. I refuse. But that's just me. Right. What's your intake on output all that good stuff? You know, I love Leave the Door Open. You know, when Skate came out, first thing I thought, I was like, oh, yep, this is all you. And then, like I said, it, it didn't get me, it didn't pull me in as much as Leave the Door Open did. And when I heard Smoking Out the Window, I was like, okay, this kind of gives me that essence that I was missing from mm-hmm. Leave the Door Open. So, like I said, it gave me more expectation for the album. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure if they can be able to maintain that essence of the whole 70s, you know, funk and everything else. I'm hoping that it doesn't just wear out on me by the time I get to the seventh, eighth song. Oh, God. So, you know, that's that's the way I look at it. But as genius as Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and Anderson Park are, I don't see that being the case. But, yeah, I am... I, and I completely lost track that it was coming out this week. No, yeah, it comes out this week. Okay. It comes out and it's going <clears throat> and it's going to be hopefully amazing for um for the time being. I really I really I don't know if I should say the seventies or what, but it's kinda like I hope that they're almost going for the writing on the wall type feel right. with um, Michael Jackson. Yeah. I don't know. And it's almost like a ginger reveal. <laughs> a ginger. Ginger candy. Ginger reveal. Ginger, okay, so it's a ginger reveal. <laughs> I want another piece of candy, but I don't want to rattle it on the, on the microphone. <laughs> I was told... No. Because you started the mic one day while I still had a piece of candy in my mouth because you're mm-hmm. an asshole. <laughs> and somebody was like, what you eating? I'm like, Dorian's a dick and I had a piece of candy in my mouth. He was like, oh, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Screw y'all. It's late and it's early. <laughs> yeah. So now... I gotcha. But um, in closing, um, I do want to um, bring up a new segment for the podcast. And it's something that me and you talked about. Put um, me in your shit. Uh, this is our podcast. It is our shit. We ain't talking about nothing. You got documents. You got recordings. I got I got. I got Show the me the receipt. S-O-B. Show me the receipt. What we talk about? What segment you talk about? Uh, Trailblazers out the park. We want to be able to show our um, appreciation for excellence. And it was... Um, <laughs> we used to both have Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> so not the same, though. No. <laughs> That's, oh, she that's you fun. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> but no, um, for the person I want to um, appreciate this uh, episode is, uh, and you brought it to my attention, <laughs> is uh, Sean Jamal Barrow. Sean. Oh. <laughs> Look, I'm a couple glasses in. You gotta talk slow. <laughs> oh Lord! Screw you! Tell the people what you want to tell them. Don't blame me. Shine the rapper you. for the young folks. Yeah, he don't rap no more. No, he don't. He's a politician in Brazil, his home country, and he can't come to the United States. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he can come. He's just gotta leave that same day because <laughs> <laughs> he's a nuisance. But yeah, I mean, when you, you know, just to hear that he's become, um, you know, such a big thing in Belize, considering... What did you know, I say? Brazil? Belize. Belize, yeah. I'm sorry. The, the, you know, to hear that he's such a big thing in Belize and, you know, from being under Diddy, you know, everyone... Sean Combs or Love. Yeah. Translating for the young Sean Love, yeah. But being under him, you know, and then, of course, 
when he was starting to come out, everyone was saying like, oh, he's a um, bootleg version of Biggie because their voices were somewhat similar. No. That's what some people were saying. And then, you know, having that, um, being a part of that altercation in the nightclub. And then, allegedly. Allegedly. And then being locked up. That's not alleged. <laughs> that was accurate. Facts. <laughs> Facts. And then getting out and being transported, but because of his... Transported or deported? Deported. Sorry. It's all the same. <laughs> Gotta get you there. But, you know, and then his family ties, and then his family having ties with the um, police government, then transforming itself from a rapper to being, you know, someone political for real. You know, that's, I mean, shout out Black Excellence right there. You made me get rid of my sound machine, so I can't. <laughs> that's for you. Yay! <laughs> nah, how about that? But yeah, he, um, he, when I heard his interview on um, Sway in the Morning, mm-hmm. and shout out to Sway and the Morning team, Heather B. Heather B.? Heather people around for years and she is the same. (laughs) Tracy G. um, Shout out to those guys. But he did an interview and it caught me off guard because I'm like, um, I'm doing morning carpool because, you know, mom doing morning carpool and I turn it on, shade four or five like I always do. And I turn it down for something and it caught me off guard. Cause I'm turning it down in the middle of his sentence, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hold on!" And I turned it up, and I'm like, "I know that voice." I said, "That's shy." And in the middle of me listening to it, that's when I text you. Yeah. And I was like, "It was early too. It was so early, but you were up." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "This is shy." And did I text you the link? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was listening. I was looking at him. Um, no, you sent me the article. You didn't send me the interview. Well, the interview was live. Yeah. So I sent you an article of something that he had said he was talking about. But because I didn't even know he was out of jail yet. I mean, I know that he was supposed to be getting out, but I didn't, you know, I didn't keep up with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew he was out of jail. I just didn't know what yeah. all he was doing back in his home country. Yeah, I didn't even know he had gotten left. Hadn't gotten left. Got deported. <laughs> got deported. <laughs> But he, um, he was, yeah, he was important in the transition of hip hop culture to mm-hmm. me. Um, I wasn't a real big East Coast rap fan. We know this. Method Man is different from East Coast rap. I don't know if y'all know this. Okay, carry on. He's not, but in your mind, Method with, with Man, four hundred personalities. I get it. Method Man. Is different from East Coast rap. Now, when he's with Doc, or he's with the Clan, Funk Doc Spot or Red Man for those that don't know. Translation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's East Coast rap. But when he's with himself, it's my sixth eleven to me right there. Trigger Smith Jr. We get, it. we get it. We know it's been documented. It is. You got the receipt. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so when I heard that, and we'll try to um, add a photo of him. We can't add any of his music without his um, acknowledgement from you know, him or the record deal. But try to add a photo to the thumbnail or yeah, not. Yeah, um, so we can translate who we are speaking of. But he still looks the same. Still yeah. talks the same. Everything he has not aged at all, and I learned a lot about him on that um, interview and that link. Didn't even fucking know he was from Belize. And Belize, I want to go to Belize so bad. Like, I just want to lay out in in the tourism side, (laughs) (laughs) just lay out and just see the beautiful blue waters and. Eat shrimp. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> With some wine. But yes, yeah, salute to Sean and everything that he's done, everything he's meant for um, his 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 part in hip hop. Um, 
and brighter futures for him. Uh, that'll do it for us. Um, if you actually, we want to hear if you have your thoughts and ideas on toxic feminism, femininity, or however you want to say it. <laughs> Let us know in the comments on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all the social media. I don't know medias. why he's dragging this shit out. <laughs> Can I just do my piece, please? No, I'm supposed to want to hear that shit. Okay. <laughs> all right, so she says she wants the condensed version. Hit us up, Convos in the Park social media. Hit us up, Convos in the Park.com or email us at parkbench.com. <laughs> Parkbench at Convos in the Park.com. Just send it up. Carry your pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next time, this is Dory, this is Miss MVP. Have you had that convo yet? Say my name. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>